I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. Hey there, you've tuned in to Everything Bagels on 88.7 The Bay or MuskokaRadio.com. Winner of the Kareen Burns Best Talk Show Award, Everything Bagels is eclectic and gluten-free. It's a show about anything and everything, perhaps even bagels. Guests include alternative health practitioners, artists, bakers, canoe builders and canoeists, composers and musicians, jewelers, photographers, writers, and anyone else I find interesting. I'm Jenny Cressman, your host for the next half hour. I enjoy chatting with interesting people, and I hope you'll enjoy my show. Here we go. Welcome to today's show with Jenny Cressman on Everything Bagels, interviewing an interesting person, Kathy Ashby, whom I've known for some time. Welcome to the studio, (laughs) Kathy. Thank you, Jenny. So, Kathy, when I got to know you, you were doing glass works, blowing glass. Yes, yes. I've... Oh, almost you did 40 that years. years. Yeah, yeah, you did that yeah. for a while, yeah. Yes. So how how did you get started in that framework? Well, uh, at a pretty young age, I knew I, I was an artist. Um, age five, I think I read. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so people noticed that I could draw, and uh, I told my parents, to their dismay, that I wanted to go to an art college. They were hoping I would be, you know, a stewardess or teacher or something like that. And I was pretty determined. Uh, and I loved Sheridan College, the Lauren Park campus. And that's where I met my husband, Brian, Okay, who was also a major in glassblowing. And okay, so he was already in the program? He was. He was a year ahead of me. Yes. Okay, so that sort of encouraged you to check that out and see if glassblowing was something that appealed? Uh, yes. As soon as I saw it, um, well, I did really like woodworking, too, um, but the glass suited my personality. It's instant. So? It's spontaneous. It's you okay. have to make a decision and watch how it flows and say, oh, okay, that's where I'm going to stop it. And if you take it out of the fire, that's when it stops. Oh, okay. And it's a really exciting medium to work with. Huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, in the work that you did, I remember seeing some of the things that your Muskoka Autumn Studio Tour shows. They're just amazing. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, you must miss it in some ways. I do, very much, yes. Yeah. Uh, the cost is prohibitive now, uh, mm-hmm. and, and people, it was very hard to explain why glass was so expensive, but if you think of heating something up to 2,000, 3,000 degrees yeah. Fahrenheit, that's expensive right then and there. Yeah, the and so cost, then the, yeah. the raw material is expensive. And mm-hmm. so uh, it, it, we were pretty poor as artists and, and we, we survived and we don't, yeah. you know, regret being artists, but um, now we're retired. <laughs> but you had a, a fire at your studio, didn't you? Um, so behind my husband's studio and we had separate studios, he uh-huh. did the large offhand glass blowing and I did the lamp working or flame work with a torch. So behind the studio, one really stormy night, uh, we were woken up by a big crack bang. Mm-hmm. And we got up and looked out the window and never saw anything. And it was about 5, 5.30 in the morning. And then we went back to bed. It was pitch black, no no, no power. Uh, people were banging on our door. Someone saw the fire from the road and oh, said, your, your shop's on fire. 
So, and this is Bracebridge where you were this living. This is north of Bracebridge. North it's of Bracebridge. about halfway between Huntsville and Bracebridge. Okay. So, so sort of a rural area, not a lot of houses it's, around. It's in the bush. It's in the woods. And, and so um, she went next door to call. Oh, by that time, the neighbors, uh, they were far away, but they smelled the yeah. smoke. And they came and they helped me move propane cylinders and oxygen oh. cylinders oh out of the fire's path. And wow. it was pretty scary. But the fire department got there. They were brilliant. Um, and But by that time, the my husband's shop was... Uh, engulfed in flames 30 feet high and mm. we just watched well we heard even and watched glass like just go fire cracking out of the shop all the way out oh. to the garden like crack oh. boom bang wow. wow like it was pretty scary i guess uh, so. you can, <laughs> my yeah. emotional voice here uh yeah i still remember it was very scary so then uh we had insurance and so they said what your glass blowers <laughs> And uh, we said yes, and uh, anyway, we we were covered, and they built a new shop, but again, the insurance was prohibitive, and so on top of all the other expenses, we just couldn't do it anymore. So, yes, I really miss it, but I'm at the age now where it's hard on your joints, and you know, oh yeah, very- Oh, I wouldn't have thought about that. Yeah, very hard. Um, (coughs) Okay. So- um, so you you didn't exactly shift gears directly into writing, but was that something you were doing all along? Uh, I've been writing for about 20 years, mm-hmm. and it, it was about around that time. But I, I uh, to just make ends meet, I got a job at the Bracebridge Public Library to ah. teach computer skills to seniors. <laughs> I know, who would have thought? <laughs> I always liked um, technology and computers, uh-huh. But I was creative about it. I did workshops and people mm-hmm. could learn how to write a Christmas newsletter and make a little movie from their pictures oh, with fun. sound and yeah. uh, and just learn how to, uh, you know, Google properly and do Facebook safely. And uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh-huh. Uh, but then, you know, I, I retired at the right age and um, now I'm a poet. Yes, <laughs> yes. So you have different forms of art that you've intertwined, in a sense, over the years. And even being creative on a computer is, is an art in itself. <laughs> Very much. And you, um, I, because I think I worked with three-dimensional, uh, a three-dimensional medium, I kind of look at words and sentences and I uh, construct them three-dimensionally. Oh, really? Yeah, and chapters and uh, uh, paragraphs and... Yeah, it's for me. That's interesting. My book, mm-hmm. uh, Carol a Woman's Way, yes, uh, is constructed uh, seven times of the month and seven chapters, and the language changes according to the female cycle. Oh, interesting. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, I I knew about uh, Carol a Woman's Way, uh-huh. and it came out what year? In two thousand and nine. Okay. Yeah. So that was a little bit before your shop burned, I think, was 2011? Right, yes. Okay, so you were already sort of transitioning into what has now become your focus. Writing, yes. Yeah. Uh, I 
I joined a writer's group. Actually, I joined several. Um, got uh, well, I think you were in Muskoka, Inc., were you not? Muskoka, Inc., Which yes. Which I was you a part remember of, too. That. Yes. yes. And yeah. uh, I joined many different writer's groups. Some um, In a week, I could be driving out to Port Carling, to Baysville, to Bracebridge, uh, and Huntsville. Mm-hmm. And I, I did a writing out loud contest. Yes. Yes. I was in one of those. <laughs> oh, great. Yes. Well, I being a writer and seeing how difficult it is to get published yeah Yeah. I just knew there were so many writers in the Muskoka area and uh, how do they get their stories out Mm -hmm. so I created writing out loud and I yes a wonderful uh, event yeah it was it was good but again it took a lot of work and I did about six of them six years in a row okay and then I just said well now you know I'm going to concentrate on on me and what I want to do, but I learned so much from that volunteer experience. Oh, so, I bet. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was very successful. And uh, then I just started writing poetry for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I been doing it for quite a while. And I just realized that I had quite a few poems. Hmm. And um, through COVID, a lot of publishers just uh, weren't publishing Mm-hmm. And I had sent four poems in to Inanna Publications, that's through York University, uh, Canadian Women's Studies Journal. Mm-hmm. And they sent me an email and said they're going to publish four of my poems. Wow. And that was very nice. And they'd yeah. already published uh, about four. So, you know, over the years, they've published eight of my poems. And I thought, well, I think uh, I should get a collection together and, yes. and uh, yes. get that published. So, so I, that's what's just come out then. Yes. So tell me about your poetry collection, and it's called From the Room of the Bowl. Yes. So tell me first where the name comes from. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's kind of a funny little story. My granddaughter was eating her cereal. I'd finished mine, and uh, and, and the, this poem is in the collection. Uh, she was uh, realized that I was watching her, and she said, why? And I said, well, what are you doing there? And she said, well, I'm putting some of my crunchy bits up on the rim of the bowl she said just at the top of the bowl uh for when i want some crunch and i said oh that's interesting (laughs) and (laughs) so uh it's sort of like here are all these poems i put together to re-savor and just like my granddaughter was doing so it's called from the rim of the bowl Okay, saving the nice crunchy bits. I yes. like that. <laughs> Thanks. The, the, the special delectable pieces. Yes. So, and that is exactly what poems are, I think, like delectable bites of language. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and something I've tried that's a little bit new is um, I have these thoughts that I find very clear and very insightful and very truthful. And so they're just like one word uh, lines. And I've use them throughout the book as proems. So that's to introduce okay. a poem. Ah. And so they're at the beginning of a lot of the, the poems in the collection. Okay. And they're just a little insight into what the poem is about. Oh, interesting. Yeah. A proem. So a is that proem. something you've invented? No, no, it's it's out there. Um, okay. Yeah. And, but you've yeah, just utilized it. I use, utilized it. And, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. So we're just about done with this segment, Kathy, but we're going to come back and talk more about proms and poems and some of the other writing that you've done that has uh, gained some attention over the years, too. Okay. So bye for the moment, and we'll be right back after these commercial breaks.
I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. Hello, I'm back in the studio now with Kathy Ashby. Jenny Cressman on Everything Bagels continues with our chat about proms and poems. So Kathy was just explaining a prom. Do you have an example for us, Kathy? Uh, yes. So a prom is something uh, a lot of people don't know about it, but it's a little one word, I mean, sorry, one line or two line uh, introduction into a poem. Okay. So I have a poem here. Would you like me to read it and then the poem after? Absolutely. Okay, here we go. Prom. She walked barefoot on hard rocks. They only see her teetering, not daring. So that's oh. one of mine. Okay. Okay, and this is a poem about Emily Dickinson. Sometimes after studious seclusion, she spoke. Her conversation classically cultivated, not to boast, complained too often. People said, what? So gave up trying to talk and thus sent notes and wrote and wrote and wrote poems created with log cabin efficiency, level lines, hewn longhand, solid roof shape, safe from bear or beast, wandering deer, curious yet shy, coming upon symmetry. Raccoon returned for backdoor giveaway feast. Embers of humanity emanating from hearth and her home, surrounded by wildflower dignity. Tangled vines, dark underbrush, all rooted in good black earth. Life thoughts simplicity, death thoughts morbidity. Long hours of lingering mystery, accepting that they are and will be there for eternity. Lovely. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, she was a little dark sometimes, so yeah. I I put that towards the end. It's not all, yeah. you know, peachy and, and right. sunshine. Yes, mm-hmm. you know it, but it captures her very well, and it's wonderful imagery. Thank you. Oh, Thank yes, you. and the 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 prom at the beginning definitely sets the tone. Thanks. Uh, yeah. So throughout the book, how many of the proms would you have? As you have sixty six poems, I think, but not as That's many right. poems. Uh, no, there's about uh, seven or eight of them. Okay. Right. So just interspersed as it seemed appropriate or as they came to you. Right, right. Okay. And they are just little nuggets that I get from time to time. And um, they don't happen every day. So they, they would typically come before the poem itself would start to form in your mind or at the same time? Uh, no, they're, they're separate. And okay. when I put the collection together, I thought, well, I'm going to put some of the poems in there. They, they, okay. They're appropriate. Okay. And uh, yeah, and so if people have thoughts, you know, they want to write and mm-hmm. and if they they keep a journal, that's great. But sometimes you just have to write things down on a paper napkin or scraps of paper um because if you don't, they just get lost. They yes. fall down some rabbit hole. Yes. And sometimes you have these great insights. And so I recommend that Write them down wherever you are or pull yeah. over if you're in a vehicle. Yeah, and, you don't and have jot to them write down. your memoirs that moment. You That's don't have true. to write no. a whole poem. Just, no. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, those, I like that. Yeah. Capturing the kernels. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to keep them on the rim of your bowl, but you can if you want. Right. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so your cover image is that's very interesting um, abstract. So people will be able to see that um, wherever it appears. I think you're working on distribution now. Yes. Um, but in the spring, is it that you'll be having um, a reading? Yes, I'm working on getting some readings together at uh, some art galleries and the Bracebridge Library uh, for mm-hmm. sure. 
during Poetry uh, Month, which is in April. Uh-huh. And I'm inviting some other poets as well. So, you know, um, yeah, just the birds of a feather flock together. And, yes. Yeah, and yeah. to enjoy the poetry. I, I'm, I'm thrilled that there are lots of poets out there. Well, I'm glad to mm-hmm. see that there are more poetry events starting to happen in Muskoka again. At one time, we had quite a few. We had regular poetry cafes and yes um martin avery was instrumental in, yes. in having some of those hosted yeah. and then under the auspices of the huntsville festival of the arts for a few years we yes. had poetry readings yes. as well yeah and the yeah. bracebridge library has a uh a, one of the um they put they published it uh, a mm-hmm. book from the martin avery um like poetry groups yes and i remember one time uh Meeting next door to the library at the um, the station house, it was called oh, then. Yes. 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 It was about 25 below out, <laughs> and 30 poets showed up yes. to, to just do poetry. Yeah. It, it was wonderful. Yeah. 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 I, and I remember meeting at various other places with Martin. Yes. Um, and I remember a fellow played a blue guitar at one of them. He, uh, he was a poet, but also played a guitar, and it uh-huh. led me to write a poem about a blue guitar. But... <laughs> Oh, great. Great. And a lot of um, poetry, um, again, going back to why some people are just a little intimidated by mm-hmm. it, uh, maybe think of it as song lyrics. Yes, and then, exactly. Well, oh, I get song lyrics. Oh, okay. Maybe I should read some poetry. Well, yeah. No, yeah. I've, I've used that analogy mm-hmm. too, and it, it makes so much sense. And it, it is, I think, daunting to people to think of, oh, I don't yes. understand poetry. Well, you understand song lyrics. Yes, absolutely. Right. <laughs> So you've written other things that are, um, well, the novel, uh, Woman's Way, Carol, mm-hmm. the Woman's Way, is mm-hmm. a longer piece. But you've also written some sort of things that are in between, perhaps, poems and a novel. Short stories. Yes. Yes, I've written lots of short stories. Uh, again, it's difficult to get published. Mm-hmm. I found the Chicken Soup from the Soul series uh, wonderful. They they put up on their website uh, themes, upcoming themes. Okay. And if you have a story that, you know, will fit, yes. uh, they are great. Send it in right away because it goes by order of when it comes in. Oh, uh, so, okay. So um, they are great to work with. Okay. Yeah. So it goes by order of when it comes in, not that they're judging well, that's what they say. them. Because huh. a lot of, if it's a theme, a lot of people, you know, they think their story is unique, but in yeah. fact, we are all human and, and other people go sure. through similar things. So. Uh, send your story in, get it polished up, uh, send it in, and uh, you're more likely to get published if it okay. goes up or goes in oh, uh, once they have the theme up. Well, that's a great tip, Kathy. <laughs> so you've, you've been in uh, Chicken Soup books several times, I think, yeah, right? Th- uh, three, thi- three, three times, times? yes. Okay, mm-hmm. and one yep. was a Canadian-themed one. Yes, uh, there was Christmas in Canada. There was also Canadian, a celebration of 150 years of mm-hmm confederation and uh also and now my memory is slipping here uh uh the story so what about nature or activism because i know those are often themes in your work people will just have to pick up the chicken soup books Uh, and look for you it might come to me or it's in some of the information there we wrote down (laughs) Okay, um, but your work also has appeared in lots of other publications, Toronto Star, Muskoka Magazine, mm-hmm. National Glass Gazette, mm-hmm. um, Ontario Craft Council Magazine, Artichoke, Rabble, 
And you are also um, someone who has been acclaimed locally by the Women of Distinction Award winner um, in the arts category and Ontario Arts Council grant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have done so many interesting Uh and eclectic things, but all with creativity. Yes, yes. I'm pretty determined, and I I think it's because being an artist in Canada, and we are a young country, so um, a lot of uh, artists aren't paid enough to earn a living. Mm -hmm. Uh, My husband and I, we've really learned to promote ourselves Uh and and Uh go for, if there's a grant, um, find out how to fill out that application, you Uh know, and, and dot your I's and cross your T's, and yeah. And uh, so I got an uh, Ontario Arts Council grant uh, with my first book. Mm-hmm. And no, uh, yeah, it's it's something that you know, you got to work at and and, yeah. and and to find a publisher. Um just as a little a story how I got published. Uh, yeah. the publishing house uh, I I I heard the publisher go to bat for her uh, one of her authors uh-huh. who wrote um a, an environmental book. Okay. And he wasn't allowed to go to his own um, book launch ah. because he worked for the then government um, in the environment uh, in the environment ministry, and his book book was about uh, climate change and uh, ah. the th- the threat of losing water. So uh, I she went to bat for him on CBC Radio, and this is uh, in New Brunswick, uh, and I thought that's the publisher for me, and so I emailed her and phoned her and she said oh what's your book about dear and every month I called her again and she said the reason you got published you kept at it well interesting that's very good to know Mm -hmm. um and so yeah you just keep batting yeah determined yes (laughs) so what's next on your on your list of projects well these are uh these poems are now published I feel oh great now I can work on uh, another poetry collection okay yeah Okay, so you're going to continue in that genre then? Yes, yes. Wonderful. Well, well, we'll look forward to hearing you read more in the future um, in April or at other times. And if people are interested in getting a hold of you to invite you for a reading or buy a book, they can find you most easily on Facebook, probably? Uh, Facebook, or I don't mind giving out my email address. Okay, uh, go ahead. ashbycathy at gmail.com. So it's ashby, A-S-H-B-Y. K-A-T-H-Y at gmail.com. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you, Kathy Ashby, for coming in and chatting with me today. It's been wonderful to reconnect with you, and here's a little bit of your poetry. Thank you, Jenny. It's a pleasure. (laughs) Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Everything Bagels. This show airs every other Sunday on 887 The Bay and is available shortly thereafter in podcast format. Podcast archives can be found on the station's website, muskokaradio.com, where you can also listen live. I regularly post show reminders and links on Facebook, as well as photos of guests. Look for author Jenny Cressman and follow me around. If you know someone who might make an interesting guest, please send me your suggestion by a private message on Facebook. Everything Bagels will be back again in two weeks. Meanwhile, have a bagel and enjoy everything you can.